looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Mmm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm -mm Mmm-mm-mm. Don't mess with me, I'm one crazy mofo. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any other films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. Park Lincoln, coming up on Crazy Train Radio. Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. And I'm Elena, your favorite host from the Emerald Isles. Boy, do we have a good one for you today.
This next guest is a returning guest, which is a surprise for us. But I say that in a good way. But the big thing is she has going on and it's get ready to come out now. And it was a new independent film done by Mr. Peter Anthony, who said hello today, by the way. Ah, okay. Was was talking with him. But the project is Roseblood, a Friday the 13th fan film. So from New Blood to Roseblood on the line. And yes, I stole that from her. And so I see Miss Laura Park Lincoln. Oh, it is so good to visit with you again, crazy man. (laughs) Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. And actually have somebody else joining us who was helping Mr. Aaron Reed. from. Yes. Unfortunately, he's from the Boston area. So (laughs) yes, that's okay. I'll I'll give him a little a little uh, grace here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for letting me uh, join. This is this is awesome. Of course, Aaron, you know, he's a big movie respectfully i say this movie nerd so (laughs) you know we would be nowhere without movie nerds fans and everybody else that wants to watch something on the screen so (laughs) grateful and i want to say this publicly and i may or may not have said this to aaron but i said this to folks since i started dealing with lauren christ it was 2013 when i I was actually starting to tell Aaron this story in Jersey. We first connected at Bizarre AC. Wow. Yeah. So, which speaking of which, we'll get into the con appearances and all. Laura's okay. actually going to be appearing in Jersey again at New Jersey Horror Con in November. But we'll get into that. So, okay. I want to say we can. I first connected with Laura at this show in AC in 2013 and we didn't get to do our first interview for over a year because of the yeah just no I say this in a good way because it was a you are a very busy woman but the positive of it was and I tell everybody I got to deal with you as a person (laughs) we no seriously yeah you you laugh yeah we talked we talk about our health stuff and this that and you know we we got to deal with each other as people and you know, between emails and texts and just, you know, all forms of communication. Uh And if you've ever met Laura at a convention or anywhere else, I will say, I always like to say this about her. VAR is what you see is what you get with her. And that much more, she is true salt to the earth people. And I wanted to say, and I mean this respectfully, I have so much respect for you. I love you as a friend. There's, I cannot say enough good about Laura. And if you that get is to, so gracious, being so gracious. But I I'm mean, anybody who knows. You are. <laughs> yes, but anybody who knows me enough, and Aaron's got to know me through the show and other people. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. And she has been super, she's a real deal person. And I just want to say, I appreciate that about you, Art. Thank you so much. It, that really means a lot to me. You know, I coach actors all the time and go to the cons as much as I can and just meeting and being with people and hearing the stories and just 
trying to motivate someone to hopefully have even a better career or a, a different direction in their life is really the passion that, that drives me all the time. And uh, so I, I really appreciate those gracious words. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, and I'll say this because uh, she brings up the coaching there, Aaron, and not many people know this because I only kept this between us, but, and we'll get into Rose blood in a minute, mm-hmm. but I was looking at possibly going a different direction with the podcast, but, and I was talking with Laura because she has the voiceover work and the acting work and, you know, just different things. So this is yeah. a couple of years ago. So we were talking about what I was thinking and she says, can you send me over some voiceover work? And mm-hmm. you know, back in the old school days of how they used to do radio and stuff. And, <laughs> and Laura was kind enough to give some notes on that. So I appreciate the professional help as well, too. Oh, goodness. I, I, I hope that it that it actually helped. I mean, you've been you've done a lot of shows for a long time. I mean, you have you have really stuck in there and, and gone through the highs and lows of what we all know. Um, in interviewing or just press is it's not always an uphill uh, it's it's always an uphill battle it's just not always an easy one you know (laughs) and so to keep coming back is is pretty solid for anyone I think in any part of our industry but your industry I mean you reach out and get those interviews that's not an easy thing to do yeah I have no idea and there's a lot of behind the scenes and stuff that goes with it like you said and it's not just it's not just jump on and let's talk oh, and whatnot. And not at all. But Mm-mm. you know, Laura was awesome in trying to give some tips. She said, try this, try that. Yeah, she gave it mm. was nice to have an outside perspective in terms of she said with her expertise. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's very that's very gracious. Well, before we jump into Roseblood, I want to ask, <laughs> and I know it's public, but I know you try to keep personal and public personas somewhat separate <laughs> i think but, they're just all in one and the same it's like, yes there's a <laughs> there's a you know fine line that we dance but oh. how is in the last conversation grandbaby yes grandbaby i'm a grandma but um she did wait till congratulations have the first baby so thank her so much She's the sweetest thing. I, I've had her. Um, I had her for what I have her for three months because they live in in France. So you know, every day is a Zoom a Zoom deal, and hopefully they'll be home soon for another block of time. Um, and it's it's really fun. I haven't had the day to day because I only had her when she was kind of a lump. You know, when they kind of lay there and look at you. And now, oh gosh, you know these kids with these pandemic children. <laughs> They hear the Zoom tone, just like the poodle does. They come running like crazy and they just light up the minute they they see someone on a screen. I don't know what that's going to do for future generations, but it's a lot of fun right now. <laughs> and Lard knows about my niece and nephew who are yes. four and two now. And it's I, it was funny. Oh. I was sitting at the bar watching it, some football today with my dad. and. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting there having a drink and I'm, you know, happen to get a text from you and I start going through some of my pictures after the text (laughs) and I see it. My nephew, who's two, had stolen my phone. Oh, yeah. Yes. He stole my phone and there was a picture. I have one of those blow up castle kind of deals. 
bouncy house <laughs> deals sitting in my living room. Oh, and, and he have it. Like yes, either. it's in my it's in my living room. <laughs> Other people rent those them and then they they take them away. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So there's a picture he took from inside this bouncy oh. house, looking out from my living room into my kitchen. Like, <laughs> what? No, uh, it's like Ben. I called. I said he video calls and stuff. I said Ben, you cannot have my phone no more. So he not only got the phone. I'm assuming there's a password on it or fingerprint nope. needed. Nope. <laughs> Well, my now there probably is. <laughs> yeah, it, my mistake right there, number two. Uh-oh. No password on my phone. Now I got to have that locked down. Well, you got to. I mean, you got some good numbers on that phone. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some interesting. And I won't throw Kane's pictures under the bus from injuries, but. Who, <laughs> well, I can compete with Kane on injuries. I, I swear. I, I'm in a boot right now. What'd you I'm do? I'm in a boot. What did oh you do? Oh my gosh. Well, in May, on my birthday in May, I tripped over this really beautiful pink shaggy rug that I have that was worth the trip. And <laughs> I I knew I had broken my toe. And so I waited a few weeks because of the swelling, go get the x-ray and blah, blah, blah. Then I get the x-ray and they say, no, you just jammed your toe. It's going to take a while. It's really bad, but it's not broken. And so I wait four months. I'm like, gosh, this this toe really hurts. It's not any better. So I go to a new specialist a couple of weeks ago. She's like, this is a, this is a four compound fracture issue in your foot. (laughs) I'm like, what? Okay. So I'm in a boot for a while. And I guess the first, you know, x-ray tech probably didn't really read it. So luckily caught it, you know, just a few broken bones i'm kind of used to things being you know broken or whatever so i will survive yeah (laughs) i'll survive yeah yes you survived worse but speaking (laughs) of which uh especially with COVID, and you mentioned the zoom calls and everything else we joked about but uh how has COVID and all been for you because of your past health issues you know, I've been, I've been more than fine. I've had more than my share of no problems. So very grateful for that and keeping a watchful eye. And I, I guess just being so terrified of, of an issue, I've been overly cautious and so far so good. So um, all of that's, all of that's in a good, good place here. That is good to hear. And I know I said this during the last conversation with Laura and in other episodes when we <laughs> got a little serious. And or texting between grocery shopping and laundry and everything else. Oh, yes, that too. <laughs> but, yeah, I like to say publicly too, male, female, mm-hmm. I don't care. This is my one serious moment of the night. And uh. make sure you get your annual physicals, whether, like I said, male, mm-hmm. female, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just make sure you stay on top of your health, folks. True. Especially with true. COVID and everything else. It is. It's very true. It's very easy to let everything slide when you go through the years we have because you're like, whatever, you know, we'll just try to pencil in a little time. Hopefully, you have, hopefully, your 
fans and listeners have some form of insurance at this point. I know what that feels like. I went through many years of no insurance and dealing with cancer, breast cancer, and I know how hard that can be. So, you know, that's a time when you really, you just, you know, if you're, if you're stuck without insurance and you're dealing with, with all those issues, I know it's really, really hard. And I, I hope anyone listening to the show just knows that I, I do care. And I think about the people that are dealing with that issue right now very much. Well, let's go back to the positive stuff now that we did the absolutely one, one now that we did the little bit of a serious moment. Life. <laughs> yeah. Roseblood. Oh my gosh. So, so first and foremost, and I know you mentioned this both publicly and privately about the, you know, back when you did part seven, you mm-hmm. had an idea to close the story. Yes. Like you had your own idea of where to go for another movie and such. Right. How does Roseblood fit into your idea was there anything close to it or was it better than what you expected well i i am an actor heaven right now to have um three movies this year coming out still three i know actor heaven um and when peter called me just i was just answer, i don't know even know why i actually answered the phone in the kitchen because i normally wouldn't but i answered it I have this, you know, kind of crazy guy, you know, I had gotten some emails and it's like, okay, it's, you know, another one of those scripts to take Friday 13th somewhere that weren't interesting to me. And he called and he pitched an idea and more than anything, I liked Peter. And I sent a few ideas back to him and man, within like a week and a half, he had had uh, then sent me a script that was so close to what I had wanted to do. And of course he brings in this whole element that he's concocted, but what he does with Tina at the end of Friday 13th and the the part that I play is what I wanted to do. It's where I wanted to take her. It is what I wanted to do. And I just felt that it was just perfect. (laughs) It's really fun, really perfect. Well, you know, it's funny and I'll let Aaron bring something up after this, but you know, we have this, thing called time between when new blood was made and this so i'd be curious to know how does it feel to full have come full circle well literally you have 30 years 30 years and in the back of my mind i have thought this the entire time because part eight didn't come to fruition when we were dealing with what part eight would be it became something else and um you know, when do you get to go back ever as an actor? I mean, I I don't even know stories. I'm sure there there are many, but when an actor gets to go back and finish something at their real age 30 years later. So that, that was super fun. So, you know, he cast this young actress to play me in the, in the, the critical part of the story, right after it happens. And then I got to, to do the open kind of the open and the close of what happens 30 years later so much fun and getting ready for it and then remembering the migraines I had shooting it hoping that didn't happen again (laughs) just really cool shooting it in the middle of COVID and I guess we were in Seattle right oh my gosh I forgot about that Texas to Seattle in the middle of COVID (laughs) Uh, Aaron what do you got buddy 
Uh, sure. Uh, so first of all, I watched the trailer today and I think it looks awesome uh, oh, coming okay. out November 29th. I, yes. I yes. Um, and I was also looking at who uh, is in it. And I noticed that a lot of the <laughs> actors from um, the, the new blood are in it. So I guess my question is, what was it like? Perhaps a reunion, how right? Get, how did it happen? And how was it to um, <laughs> see some of the, uh, the old cast members? Well, uh, Kevin and I, uh, although we, we really couldn't stand each other when we shot part seven, it was, it was <laughs> such a difficult mismatch, truly. And then the years go on. And actually now I, I would consider him one of my very best friends. It's like Kevin and I were able to make this friendship after many years that, you know, my, my daughter knows him and my, Trevor doesn't know him that much, but, uh, Kevin and I now are in touch all the time. And, um, uh, which is <laughs> wonderful so the the first person I thought of when when uh Peter had sent me all this I said well have you, have you thought about asking Terry and I said I, I you know I'll call him and Terry's like well that sounds cool so that was super fun I had talked with Terry quite a bit he also is an acting teacher and he had a studio in Austin Texas for a while it, it's not located there now but we've kind of been on the fringe of each other's lives for a while so that was cool. And then the next call was Kevin. Um, and uh, Peter had, you know, he did some finagling and he created it so that it was the, the perfect way to bring, bring him back uh, as Nick. And, you know, we all had a blast. <laughs> it was like, we were on the set. It's like, literally we had these intensive hours. We had to get everything done. And it was really fun. It was really fun. And we've had fun talking since and, and planning for our get together in November too. Aaron, you know, which is funny. I was yeah. watching this before we jumped on the call here and mm-hmm. I will share the link from when they were doing a live Q and a associate with the Indiegogo and all when they were doing this uh, movie and putting everything together. And she mentioned about Terry getting called, but I heard the version <laughs> of when. Oh, Peter, when Peter called him. Well, yes. <laughs> Which is just hilarious. I'll share that link. Hilarious. Oh, it's, oh, it was, oh, I was sitting on the floor laughing. When I well, heard that. Terry is just seriously, he is just the most fun guy. He is, he is just a blast, honestly. And uh, I know Peter called him and he was in, a, in like a drive through and just. <laughs> yeah, coffee and for the dog. And it, <laughs> I know I can't do this. I can't do the story justice. So I, it's easier for me to just share that. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's perfect. Terry's really fun. And, you know, we tease him about social media and getting online and, you know, can Terry get on the video call? I'm like, yes, I'm sure he can. <laughs> we tease him all the time. Thank God there's someone older than, than Kevin and I, which is Terry, <laughs> which I also tease him about. <laughs> I sent him a picture the other night. Uh, we were redoing some stuff in the studio and I came across some Friday 13th photos. And I had one of Terry and I on at one of the nights, just like when we were all in a big group going for dinner after after hours and whatnot. And, you know, he's all brown hair and so cute. And he was just laughing his head off. Was he bouncing around like he was a weekend at Bernie's? But. <laughs> no, that was after. <laughs> he did that after <laughs> us. <laughs> but you know what a thing awesome. for an actor. I mean, he's completely mm-hmm. immortalized as a dead man, and mm-hmm. 
<laughs> he's such a classically trained, incredible actor. It just cracks me up. You know? Oh man. It, and it's funny. I will say this uh-huh. and it's, I remember exchanging texts and emails for, we did a watch along with one of the nightmares. Uh-huh. And because you mentioned the oh. class, classically trained actor, <laughs> I back, we're going back and forth with Robert England. And he uh-huh. says, he, re, he recounted, have you ever met Robert? Not in person, which is crazy. Cause I did the frightmare. I don't, I don't, I did Freddy's nightmares. I yes. don't think I met him when I was shooting that, but now it's so blurred. I'm not sure. Well, it's funny because you would like him because Robert can sure. talk and talk and talk and tell stories <laughs> and such. So anyway, during this exchange, we're going back and forth with, he goes, he remembers telling a story or his dad coming to visit him on one of the films and just looking at his son. Going, <laughs> oh my God, the clip, you were a classically trained <laughs> actor. Yeah. Just like, Dad, it pays the bills. Well, you know, and what's what's more fun, not only does it pay the bills, and, and I actually really chose to do it because I like horror very much. Um, we don't know of a whole long career what the fans will choose as their favorite. We don't know when we're shooting. We don't know which direction it will go. So that, you know, that's a surprise as an actor. You, you go to work, you do your job, you hope you do a great job. You hope you make the character come to life. But we don't know what's going to, you know, spark the attention of our audience until it does. Well, speaking of which, like I said, we've had the perspective of 30 years <laughs> of this, yeah. of your film, at least. And yeah. What's the fan reaction like for you? Because obviously you said you you still go to shows and such. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's the fan reaction like for you when you talk to people? But also, what about your kids that you were immortalized (laughs) from in a horror franchise? Oh, you know, I find... I find in general that fans are just a ton of fun within the horror franchise. And then with the, with the Knott's Landing franchise, it's a little bit different. And there's some crossover, which is fun. I've actually found one of the most interesting things is someone will come up. I, I did Texas Frightmare this past weekend, which was insane and fun and crazy. Um, and you'll have a fan that will come up and start kind of visiting with me about you know, their lives. And then they'll say something like, uh, you know, Laura, you inspired me or you helped motivate me, whatever. And it's interesting that, that, that there can be people that view horror films as the monster in their own life, the monster being, being bullied or having a, a, a mental, you know, illness or having something in their life and they battle their own monster and they view the monster of Jason as battling that and that I was the one that defeated him. So they feel, you know, that they could defeat their own monster. And I found that incredibly deep for a horror film. I was, I've been very impressed by people that have come up with that wonderful analogy, but it's kind of true, isn't it? That we see monsters in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I always like to say this, and yes, I've been a lifelong horror fan, so (laughs) it's fun to deal with some of the people such as Laura that I've Mm -hmm. gotten to deal with and know and whatnot, but with how she described that, 
I always like to say this about horror fans as well, and that they are probably some of the smartest, most intellectual people that you'll come across. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just very interesting. I find that a lot of people that are just really high up on the you know the smart scale will choose really active action oriented kind of films as their their fun their release you know i love action films um love scary films um not so much the gore itself although it doesn't doesn't bother me but i like i like the suspense and the action and oh i I didn't answer the rest of your question what do my children think yes (laughs) They, they just they just go oh mom you know i mean they've been raised in a very dramatic house and my daughter's an actor too and um, so my, my son did some acting very young and he's like, no, not for me. Um, but they, they've just been a very dramatic house their entire life. So they're used to it and it's fun. And um, of course, I didn't let them watch anything till they were in their teens. I do think the really young ones shouldn't be watching horror movies, I have to say. But yeah. um, <laughs> Well, I don't think I ever asked you this and please excuse me if I stepping over bounds here but what what did uh michael do for a living your husband oh um well he stopped when i met him he was working with autistic adults and and doing the care for that and then he 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 continued that for quite a while and then he he was really wanting to go into mechanics he was a car mechanic and loved the antique and the really exclusive cars although we didn't have them at the time so he'd work on a like a $300 Toyota in the driveway instead of a really nice car. (laughs) But um, that was, that was what he loved to do. And he, and he uh, tried to create inventions and things. I have a little black book of his with, with little inventions. So he was creative in that way. So it's nice to hear that the kids had a, I guess you would say balanced life mom. Yes. Yes. uh, theatrics and dad had civilian <laughs> job so oh yeah oh yeah absolutely they they really did i mean you know it, it i'm i think it's like a very normal household around my house raising them i i luckily was able to get my boy all the way through eagle scout so i also have earned an eagle scout and uh, um yeah just pretty normal with the exception of of mom working all night or working on crazy sets and screaming through the day you know it's not very normal <laughs> exactly but i meant i want to go in well check out rosebud at the Please. end of november when it comes yes. out but i also mentioned at the beginning here and obviously don't want to keep Laura all night. She is still has been doing shows. She mentioned she did Texas Frightmare, but I was so excited. And I did text her this when I saw this, she's going to be in on the East coast in Jersey back where it all began. As far as me and her meeting, she's going to be in Atlantic city for the New Jersey horror con. I don't have the specific dates. It's early November. I think. Yes. But check out NewJerseyHorrorCon.com uh, for the dates. She's one of the many guests. I think Chris Majors is bringing you in for that one. Yes. Yeah. You know, have have you met Chris before? He's, no, I only he's a met. Great guy. Really great guy. I've we've talked, but about mm-hmm. some other stuff. I was pointed yeah. in his direction. Oh, uh-huh. he seems like a great guy. I know 
uh i'm trying to i'm having a brain fart uh because i it, it, we won't get into it i helped laura with a show one time oh i don't even know that's a whole nother story but i know uh <laughs> Ma- maggie who am i or no missy missy i'm sorry missy who's yes. also very lovely very she, i got to see her this last weekend which was great yes yeah i i've the only one that i know that knew you prior to well actually i just found out you know somebody else i know in samantha osborne oh my gosh i've only worked with her this past like year and i'm a huge fan yeah. she's she and her husband are really really fun yes and, they're good people great people and they work well together from what i've seen so so yes anyway uh with new jersey uh what would you say the last time you were out here on the east coast oh gosh um, i don't remember the last time i was at 7-eleven it was probably yesterday uh, <laughs> i mean <laughs> the, I, I i am i am the person this is don't give me any more than i need to know and and point me in the direction of the airport and help me land and then get me there and i'll be p- perfectly happy i've traveled so much in my life luckily you know army brad and then in this career <laughs> i just you know i just don't know the last time i was in jersey for a, a visit uh it's definitely going to be a good show. And it's funny when I shared, yeah. you know, those guys usually put on a good show. I can say I've been through their shows because they run both PA horror cons and New Jersey horror con. Oh, and those, nice. Yeah. They have, they cover a good range there, both Allentown, Philadelphia and at New Jersey. And those oh, I guys, love Philly. I love yeah. Philly. I worked there for so long on QVC over 19 yes. years, actually. Yeah. Out in Westchester. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it there. I, I could easily, easily move there. Easily. Yeah, mm-hmm. So if you get a chance to go out and see Laura at this show or any show she has coming up, make sure you do. But oh, please do. I want to ask with that, have you had any weird fan interactions? Lately? or in No, general? just in general, whether it be at the conventions well, or day-to-day yes. travel. Yes. I mean, I had, you know, I had a stalker for six years that, uh, that, uh, it was really dreadful. I'd move homes and this person would follow and ultimately shot at me through my, uh, through a window at a home Uh I was in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like literally grazed my ear. Um, you know, um, it was, it was just a very long battle. Um, the legal system's not very keen on helping, uh, in that situation and the multiple moves and yeah, it was, it was just very difficult. Um, but you know, luckily in the past and can move on. Uh, do you know about 13 fanboy? Cause that's, uh, yes, out. Deborah Voorhees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, when she, uh, came to me about that film it's it's about a, a it's it's about a stalker who who goes after the actors that have been in films but but thinks they're the characters that they play mm-hmm. and i just thought that was really an interesting way to kind of wrap that story and d wallace stars in it which you know there's no one better and i got to talk to her about it last weekend because i've only seen pieces of it and d d has seen a like a Oh, what do they call it? It's not a hard draft. It's just kind of a work print. Um, okay. Yes, I guess. And 
and that was just a really fun show. Deborah Voorhees is so great at directing. Multi-talented, that woman. Yeah, my gosh. You know, if you want to feel small, start working with these people that can do everything. I mean, she did everything. And she really let me take the character in a really cool direction of kind of losing my mind, which I loved. And yeah, not enough good to say about her and a lot, a lot. Oh, she's of, one of the best. Oh, seriously. She had us. We went to New Mexico. Where shoot. she's from. Yeah. Yeah. And that's gorgeous. So that was super fun. They ended up wrapping it the month before COVID shut everything down. Yeah. Because oh, I know man. it's been uh, it's been part of the delay in that coming. Yes. Out. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you it'll know. be out in October, the end of October. Yes. And so you know, it's, super- it's funny that. I shouldn't say funny. I don't know how to word this. I try to usually be articulate, but <laughs> when you mentioned 13 fanboy and all, but that story uh-huh. that was very personal to you uh-huh. as well. I, I was sitting here thinking as you were telling that going, what in the hell? Yeah. In terms of why this franchise, you seem to hear that story because you had an issue there. Yeah. Adrian King, I believe had a big issue. Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. I mean? like multiple people from the franchise have all had scary issues like that. I think it, you know, I think it's probably a, across the board in a lot of different genres, but uh, maybe because we're dealing with horror and scary things and psychological issues, um, maybe it's a little more prevalent. You know, and, and, you know, you can't you can't blame a person that's mentally ill, which you would have to be to be a stalker of of this kind. And you can't blame them. You just have to try to make your life safe. And, you know, I've always been, uh, you know, I'll have people say, oh, you got in public and you do this. I'm like, well, yes. I mean, you can either live your life being afraid of things you can't see, feel, hear. Or you can find a little place to put it in your mind and, and just go about your life as best you can. And that's what I've really tried to do. You know, I, I took the measures I needed to take all the way through the years, but was grateful when it ended. And then I just um, go forward. There's not really a person to blame, I don't feel. Aaron, do you have something to uh, lighten the mood a little bit? Oh I have one. I have great, one great advice, though. Why don't you go? You can go. I was going to say because I have one last question for her, but I rather go with what because I think it will be a topper for what I'm thinking. So go ahead, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I know you mentioned that you have multiple projects coming out this year. Can you say yes. more about some of the others that are coming? Oh. Well, if you or, just persist in asking, I have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have. Do. <laughs> I have Autumn Road, which was a local indie film shot here, um, a little north of Dallas. And I was actually coaching a student one day for her audition for that film. And it was just this funky little cool kind of scary indie film. And I loved her role, which she uh, actually booked and is fabulous in. That's um, awesome. Carrie McCormick. And I said, you know, is there a role for me in it? She goes, I don't know. I haven't seen the whole thing. I haven't read the whole script. So I reached out to the director and producer and said, can I read for something? And they're like, well, we only have this one role that's even, you know, right for you. And I got to do it and I got to see it a couple of weeks ago in the cast and crew premiere. And it's just this really interesting woman who doesn't believe that her child was murdered a decade prior. And she's just very bitter and very, 
very estranged from the world. And I had a lot of fun playing her. So that was super cool. And I loved it because it doesn't look anything like me, which is <laughs> really fun. <laughs> oh, when you awesome. looked at your face for so long, right? So I was really <laughs> happy with that. And then the, uh, the other film that will be out, um, I think first quarter of next year is called Ghost Party. And it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a lighthearted family um, ghost story about a haunted family reunion in an old Disney style mansion. And I actually got to assist as casting director and put some of my own actors into it. And I wear blue hair and I'm from the early 1920s as the, the auntie with all the manners. So Love it. I, I cast Major Dodson, who is known for uh, American Horror Story and Walking Dead uh, as one of the leads. So that was awesome. <laughs> so couldn't be happier. I mean, what kind, when do you get to, to, to talk about so many films at the same time? Really neat. Yes. Oh, that's great. I can't wait to um, check them out. Thank well, you. with the blue hair that you mentioned there, was that <laughs> in the style of Marge Simpson? Well, uh, you know, it kind of was actually now that I think about it. Yes. Wasn't my intention, but yes, it probably was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're doing, folks, we're doing this on Zoom and Aaron can see me and Laura is just doing audio, which is fine. Oh. If if only people would see the video of me with, with, uh, which, no, no, they're not. Don't, don't put anything, Aaron. I'm, what? I'm no? so, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting here cheering like I'm in a football game with somebody throwing answers. his arms in the air. Yeah, either oh. that, it's either that or I'm at a Baptist church. Oh, <laughs> yes, okay. that works too. Uh, like the Blues Brothers, you know. I'm sitting here like in a Baptist church. Yeah. yeah, I'll start doing cartwheels when we're done. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I won't I join you in a cartwheel in a big boot. <laughs> no, I can't after back surgery. We won't go there. I oh, don't want to. Goodness. Back in 19. But but mm. my final question, as far as being yes. a fan, and I heard this during that same video I mentioned earlier oh, okay. in, the group, in the group chat, which, again, got me kind of pumped and excited. You are a fan, a fan of a woman that I also deeply admire. Hmm. Uh, and that would be Miss Meg Foster and those oh deep blue gosh. eyes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't she incredible? Oh, that woman is just, you know, whether it be Lords of Salem, it's the Masters of the Universe. Yeah. You know, she's done so much. She's done soap operas. There's everything. There's, there's just something about. And I say this to, I actually know someone with similar eyes who's not mm. in entertainment, but there's just some, when you look at Meg and you see those deep blue eyes, it's like, you're hooked. I'm She's sorry. so amazing. And, um, you know, I actually had a student work in a film with her like a few years ago. It's called Three Days in August. Nice. And, um, she's playing this woman that is, and um, Marriott Hartley is in that film. And they're playing this family, you know, um, uh, out in like this little, not a farm area, but an outskirt of town area. And she's playing this, this woman that's coming in to manipulate the family. And it's really a solid film. I'm sure it's on all the streaming networks and 
um, yeah, really fun. But yeah, she's she's incredible. She's wonderful. Have Have you ever get to gotten to meet her? I have. Oh. I have. And, Talk about you know, a wonderful hard, woman. <laughs> it's hard not to fangirl when you, exactly. when you meet Meg Foster. It would be like meeting Karen Black, who also is a huge um, just icon of mine. And you know that fabulous little story she did that was in black and white back in the day with the little man that, that gets her the little the little doll. Oh, gosh. How am I losing my brain right now? Karen Black. Oh, my God. It's just left my brain. It was a little black and white show where this little monster gets her. And right now I can't even think of it. So you're going to have to look it up. And I think Aaron is actually oh, doing it as we speak. I could see oh, the goodness. I could see the wheels turning on that. I just can't believe it left my brain then because I, I always talk about it. And I even use it in lessons in class to show how, uh, how horror, even if it's from one decade to another, has the same elements in it today if it's done correctly which is shock value and comedy and suspense and and all of those things and that's what that little um that it was it was a series of three little like 30 minute vignettes so eventually i'll come up with the name hopefully aaron will beat me but yes um, but well as he's looking at us she's she's done so much so i'll try (laughs) but as in black 60s somewhere in the 60s probably That'll help ease the time frame, but why he's <laughs> looking that up, and you mentioned about the coaching and all. What's the name of the school again? If people are interested, in oh, uh, it's Actors Audition Studios, and uh, and I work with the want to be or the professional actor to either create a career or help uh, remarket and redo one and and learn how to act with as much authenticity, I guess, as you can and not get caught acting and hopefully create good, good stories. Well, how do I put this as a, as we I'm killing time for him to look this up because <laughs> you just hit something. Oh, there I've I, always wanted to be the killing time girl. So yes. great. Thank you. No, no but uh, you mentioned about <laughs> that, not getting caught acting mm, mm-hmm. and just something I noticed. And maybe it's just me overthinking things. But with somebody, and I know Laura handles all her social media and such. She's very hands-on. She don't have 75 people doing it for her. No, I don't. But I noticed at some pictures from like conventions or whether you're fangirl or whatever the case may be, do you find that you have a particular better side than others when you pose for pictures? <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? You cute. She has that like is the, so cute. She has like the hand on her hip, and you know, like it's like, <laughs> even though these ain't professional photos, you're sitting there going, "Oh, damn, damn does she know what she's doing?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I love photography, and I just love playing with everybody when they want to take a picture. And I can, you know, I got to meet my idol Jimmy Stewart one time, and Charlton Heston, and. I, you know, I'm just like, oh, they gave me a great picture. And now I just want to give anybody that wants a picture a fun picture. But then I tell the newbies, though, I make them move to my left. It's like when you're old, you can have your own damn side. But right now it's my side, my right side. So we joke about that all the time. Hey, Aaron, have you had any luck with this? Search? I think I found it. Trilogy of Terror. Yes, Trilogy Zuni, of Terror. Zuni doll spirit. Yes, that's it. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, You're so welcome. much. It is the most fun little um, 
short story way before shorts were popular, black and white, maybe even 50s, but I think 60s. It was before me and just fell in love with it. It has all the elements of a good horror movie. And she's a one woman show in it. Um, What year's that? I'm looking. Uh, let me switch <laughs> over to IMDb. I actually had to Google it. so uh, I'm going to beat you there. Yeah, you probably <laughs> will. <laughs> I might. Oh, boy. <laughs> you have a challenge. It, it's become <laughs> a pissing contest, folks. Go, Aaron, go. Google machine. <laughs> Karen uh, Black. Trilogy of Terror. Going, 1975. Going. Ah. All right. 75. Three bizarre horror stories. Yeah. Okay. So what's that Jeff Daniels line from, uh, or is it Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber? We were way off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. We were way off because, of course, I didn't discover it until, what, the 80s? So I thought in black and white it must have been many decades prior. Or or what's, Aaron, you would know the name of this movie. Was it, what's that? Uh, it was done in the early 90s. George the Animal Steel was in it. And um, Ed Wood, Ed and, Wood. Uh, oh yeah, okay. That was what I was thinking. Done in black and white and such. Yes. But anyway, don't know, that. don't know that one. Yeah, it's a. I can't think. Of, it was an early director. They were making a biography on, and quite interesting. But anyway, like I said, we she's got as you heard here. She's got so much going on. You got Rose Blood. <laughs> she's got thirteen fanboys. She's got yes. upcoming appearances. Is yeah. her is her best spot, whether it be social media, the actor's website, where's the best spot mm. to catch up with what you got going on? Well, you know, I, I think Instagram's kind of taken that over, hasn't it? It seems to have. And uh, I'm pretty easy to reach, um, you know, Lar at LarparkLincoln.com. And, and um, you know, I think Instagram's probably easier than Facebook, although I know they're connected. So probably that way ultimately eventually i i will get to the messages or <laughs> might take me a while but i'll try yeah she's got so much on, going on between the acting the appearances the coaching you know she will get back to you folks laura thank you so much thank you so much and it was nice meeting you aaron i hope that uh that uh, your your partnership here goes well with the with the crazy man yes um, thank he, you thank you I'll for having it. me this has been great <laughs> <laughs> I, I will put it this way, Laura. He is so hands-on. What, what yeah. can I do? What can I do? Hey, look at this. Oh. Think of this. You know, he's always throwing and spitballing, which hey, I love about know, Aaron. I could steal him away you. from you, so watch out. <laughs> you know, you better watch out. Well, I'm sure me and his wife will say, take him. <laughs> uh, hey, maybe. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for for thinking of me and visiting and chatting and all of it. I, I just I hope y'all have a great rest of your evening. This brand is truly exciting and so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. 
Philippine Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. Little Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne, and much more. Little Bean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and special seasonal gift sets. But also, let's not forget large orders for party favors by request. The great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out, please feel free to visit littlebeansopery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email littlebeansopery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you. Hey, this is Kane Hodder. You are listening to Crazy Train Radio. Keep listening, or else. 